This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What is up, everybody? Briley here, and it's time for your Clemson football update for Thursday, October 22nd. Number one. All right, I want you to close your eyes for a second and imagine something with me. Unless, of course, you're driving right now, then just focus on the road and think with me. You are Trevor Lawrence. How does that long golden hair feel bouncing on your shoulders? You can throw the ball a mile. Everyone loves you and you trend on Twitter weekly because every NFL fan base wants you. It's your dream to play in the NFL and you're on the cusp of making that dream a reality and making millions and millions of dollars. You just finished your junior year of college and boy oh boy it was one for the ages. After embarrassing Ohio State in the championship game, 54-zip, you're the odds-on favorite to be drafted with the number one pick in the NFL draft. A couple of weeks earlier, the New York Jets cap off a historically terrible season by losing to the Patriots and securing an 0-16 record and the number one pick in the draft. This, of course, is one of the worst NFL franchises in the last decade. I mean, they're absolutely incompetent. They've chewed up and spit out several top-drafted quarterbacks and are nowhere close to fielding a competitive team. If your thought is that you would rather return to school one more year to avoid playing in this terrible situation, you are not the first person to think that. Roddy White is just the latest person to suggest that Trevor should remain at Clemson if the Jets end up with the first pick in the draft. By the way, White is cousins with Tony Elliott. (coughs) White said that he wouldn't want any part of that organization and that it would be awful, just awful for Trevor to be drafted by the Jets. As much as I'd like to agree, and by the way, it would be terrible for Trevor, this just doesn't make sense for several reasons. First of all, with what team does this reasoning stop? Because he shouldn't want to end up with the dumpster fire that is the New York football giants or the Washington football team. Both of those situations would be terrible, and both of them are next in line for the title of worst franchise in the NFL. There's also a reason these teams are at the bottom of the barrel right now, and those issues will not be fixed by the time next year's draft comes around, when, guess what, these same teams are going to be tanking for that top pick. This should absolutely be Trevor's final season. Matt Connolly put it well. Uh, He's from the state newspaper, and he had a tweet that said this, that he's been watching and hearing and listening from Trevor for the last three years, and that, quote, he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to say, oh, no, I'm going to the Jets. He seems more like someone who's going to say, all right, there's a lot of work to do. No excuses. Let's get to work and change the culture. Transcendent players transform organizations. Trevor seems like the sort of player in person who could be perfectly suited to make the organizational changes necessary to get the Jets back on track. Yes, the Jets' savior. Oh, and by the way, if the Jets pick first, they could end up with both Trevor and Travis Etienne with the first pick in the second round. Number two. Tyson Pumachan had surgery on a broken bone in his left hand on Sunday. Tyson Pumachan practiced both Tuesday and Wednesday. Yo, that's some real determination. Hats off to you, Tyson. 
Now, I'm just speculating here, but perhaps a real motivating factor in his determination is the fact that he's trying to keep his backup job safe. Again, I'm simply speculating, but Tyson hasn't exactly blown us away with his performances. For the season, he's a whopping 5 of 17 for 17 yards and one interception. The offense stalled out when he entered the game against Georgia Tech, and it didn't really pick up until Hunter Helms took the helm for the Tigers. Helms became just the third quarterback who joined Clemson as an original walk-on to throw a touchdown. And guess what? He looked really good. He finished the game 5 of 7 for 74 yards and two touchdowns. DJ Obviously has wrapped up the backup role after beating out Pumachan. But could that third string job be open for the taking? This is an important discussion considering that we never know if or when COVID could hit the Tigers quarterback room. Based on what we've seen in these games, I know that if Trevor had to sit out a game, I'd want DJ running the show and at this point, Helms serving as his backup. All right, time for a short 30-second break to hear from our sponsor, Anchor Podcasts. Number three. And finally, Clemson is a 46-point favorite heading into their showdown with Syracuse. That's some disrespect. In 1983, the Orange were 38-point underdogs to number one Nebraska. And in 2013, they were 37 and a half point underdogs to Florida State. Guess what? They lost both games by 56 points. 46 is a huge number, but certainly not out of reach for a Clemson team that barely broke a sweat on their way to scoring 73 points last weekend. Not only that, but Syracuse will be missing over a dozen starters, and that leaves the Qs with fewer than 60 scholarship players, many of whom are simply freshmen. And in case you hadn't heard yet, Syracuse was dominated by the Liberty Flames, which, by the way, kind of sounds like a WNBA team, but moving on. They beat Syracuse to the tune of 38-21. Liberty rushed for 368 rushing yards while beating down the Orange on their home field. Clemson's clicking, Syracuse is tanking, and don't be surprised if the Tigers cover this insane spread. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to join us tomorrow as we welcome Anna Hickey from 24-7 Sports to help us preview the Clemson versus Syracuse game this weekend. Until then, be good out there.